0: Holy moly, was this episode a pain in the ass to edit? We had a bunch of technical difficulties, but I think I've kind of done it. Uh, The only thing I just want to preface this whole episode with is that there's about four or five spots in there where you get some weird electrical interference. They last for four or five seconds. That's it. It's about 20 seconds within the whole hour. I can't do anything about it. You'll be fine. But I just thought I should say this up front because this is a damn good episode and I'm putting it out anyway.
1: now listening to the Inside Out Podcast with Jimmy
0: Hunt. Get it! Welcome to Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. My job is simple, to improve my mental fitness through any means possible and deconstruct what works, what doesn't, and what I think may be able to help you become mentally fitter. And quite often, it leads me to some pretty interesting people, places, and stories. And today, I have my lovely wife, Libby Grace, with me because we're doing another relationships episode. And today, we're going to talk about the five love languages. Now, these are a concept that originally a guy called Dr. Gary Chapman came up with, and it started in his early years as a marriage counselor and he noticed over and over that couples would voice similar complaints regarding their marriage. One spouse would say something like, I feel like he doesn't love me. And the other one would, you know, complain and protest. I don't know what else to do. I'm doing everything I should be doing. And so he recognized a pattern and he went through his session notes and he asked himself, when someone said, I feel like my spouse doesn't love me what do they actually want and he categorized all these up into five different categories called the love languages and that was you know 25 years ago and this concept has you know kind of taken off around the globe you know the premise is simple different people with different personalities express love in different ways And so Gary called these ways of expressing and receiving love the love languages. And they are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And each individual has at least one language that they prefer above the others. And this is where it gets interesting. So he wrote this book in 1992 it's called the Five Love Languages, obviously, and it you know it, it did slightly above average in the first year. It uh, it sold four thousand copies, and then the next year it sold eight. Then the next it sold one hundred and seventy-five, and it's been on a bestseller list for decades now. And so his theory is simply that people tend to naturally give love in a way that they prefer to receive love. And better communication between couples can be accomplished when one can demonstrate caring to the other person in the love language that they understand. Recently, Georgia University has showed uh, psychometric validity in this. And so, look, if you want to know about the love languages themselves in particular, I suggest reading the book or going and listening to a podcast with him on it because he is the expert. What Libby and I are going to do right now is actually just go through how we implement these love languages in our lives and how they make us a better couple. Hi, Libby. Hi, Jimmy Hunt. Now, you uh, you claim that you are an early convert to the five langu- five love languages. Did you read the book
1: early on? Um, not as early as 1992. Um, I was still at high school then. Um, but I definitely read it over 20 years ago or around 20 years ago. Um, it was early on in the relationship I had with my ex-husband um, which began in I think 2001. So yeah, around 20 years ago or, or, or so I read it. Um, and I it resonated with me. Um, quite strongly it was I mean it was a very um, well written book and that it's easy to understand and easy to follow and I'm um, one of those people that is very um, interested or always have been very interested in understanding myself to in a relationship or just understanding myself in general and then understanding my partners um, but yeah I, I didn't read it because of any issues I've, a friend of mine suggested I read it just because they found it helpful for them for their relationship I guess with themselves not necessarily a romantic relationship
0: um, yeah, and if you do the quizzes on his site, he has different quizzes for people who want to do it individually versus couples versus this, that, and the other thing.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was that advanced. I mean, obviously, I I read a book and filled out a, a paper form when I did it. There wasn't you know yeah. online anything back then. So I, you know, he kind of you kind of aggregate your totals and and you get a sort of heavily swaying and a direction or you might be kind of evenly split between the five. Yeah, or, but,
0: but that's the, or the point same. though, is that it's, it's for the individual. The love yeah. languages are about the individual. And when you yeah. do it, you get your love languages. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't do it to get someone else's love languages. Obviously, no,
1: no, and it's, but it's interesting because it allows you to be cognizant of the fact that there is such a thing as love language and that one of the key points, you have already touched on it, but one of the key things I took away from the entire concept was that you don't necessarily give and receive love the same way as your partner. And that's yeah. huge. And that's we'll, massively eye-opening in a relationship. Yeah, and
0: we'll get into you. we'll get into that. Um, because we're oh. gonna <laughs> check in on check in on our own. But um, you yeah, so you know full credit to Mr. Dr. Gary Chapman. He has created a concept that has now had sort of worldwide appeal and, you know, limited, but, you know, some understanding. And because when you talk about love languages, people are like, Oh yeah, I understand love languages. Yeah. I like this, you know, this, that, the other thing. And so that's, you know, again, full credit to him for creating a concept that is now reverberated through culture. And so I've never, I never read the book. I Hmm. still haven't read the book, but I fundamentally understood what he meant uh, by the love languages, just from the synopsis of it. And I understood that, yeah, which was a, a, massive finding for him that we tend to give love in the way we want to receive love. Yeah. yeah. And that's not necessarily the right way to do it for a relationship. And today I asked you to go on his website, five dot and do the test for that and mm-hmm. I have also done the test for that okay. and what, what I would like to do uh, is I want us to guess our other love languages. So when you do this test, you get a percentage of all five of them that adds up to 100. So if you are perfectly equal in all five, there'll be 20, 20, 20, 20. Yep that's all of them equally, but pretty much all of us will favor some over others. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see if we actually know each other's love languages correctly. Now, I will start by going out on a limb and saying that I would be highly surprised if I get your primary love language wrong.
1: hmm Okay.
0: Your primary love language is acts of service.
1: Ding, 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 ding.
0: What percentage? 33. 33% acts of service. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it took me a while to understand this with you, and yeah, you know, I sort of came to a natural conclusion that this is the case. But what I have done is fallen into a role which I call in your life uh, the fetcher. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think we yeah. came up with that early doors.
0: Yeah. And so I can garner your love by going and fetching for you. Going and getting you stuff from the store, going getting you dinner, going running errands that you don't want to do. Um that's the that's the fetching role.
1: Yeah.
0: But in terms of acts of service and totality, I can turn you on <clears throat> more by doing the dishes oh than, god, yeah. than, than, <laughs> doing, than doing pretty much anything else
1: get it get it yeah agreed um, oh my sorry. god Put just get your hands all soapy and wash those dishes make the bed oh <laughs> Dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or,
0: you know, by, by putting the laundry out, by... Oh, my by, God, that's by... the
1: best. <laughs> stuff. It's like, honestly, like, nobody, nobody understands how much joy that brings me, just how that's love, that's love, that's being just loved.
0: Yeah, ah. and so... <laughs> <laughs> and and so acts of service uh, for me don't come naturally, and no. No. and so basically I end up in a place where like I don't want to go out to the store. It's bloody hot. I'll get really sweaty, and I can't be bothered going and getting you stuff. But I'll go, mm-hmm. I'll go do it. Yeah. Um, I want you to feel better. I don't want to do your dishes, but I'll go and do them. I don't want to, you know, do a whole bunch of stuff, but I know that I should do them because it's, it's the way that you want to be shown love. Yeah,
1: That's, yeah exactly. It's completely it's all about me. It's got nothing to do with you feeling better by doing it or feeling good by doing it. You are, that is the highest expression of love you can give me. And you, you understand that. That's why you do it.
0: Annoyingly you baby, what- you cut out, you cut out for all of that.
1: Uh, bummer. Do you want me to say yeah. it again?
0: just piss me off. Cause I don't want to edit these.
1: Um, I can't remember. I started. Um, you can, can you say again what you said? Fuck. Oh, I can. I can remember. That's okay. Um, it's the highest form of being loved. Like you don't do it for you at all, not even remotely. Like you don't get any joy from it. It's not got nothing to do with you feeling good or you know you feeling better about anything. It's completely an act of you loving me, which makes it, which makes it so valuable to me. Yeah.
0: I think that's an interesting point as well is that if you know the other person's love languages and you know that they are purposefully doing something that is of a very low love language to them for you, that that means
1: twice as much. Yeah. That's absolutely exponential. When you, and when you do something without being asked to do it is when that's, that's, I go, Oh, that's him actually doing that for me. He's doing an act of service that he's trying to show me he loves me. And I pay attention to that. Whereas if I say to you, Hey baby, can you please hang out the the laundry? And then you go and do it. That still feels nice because it means you're helping me out with something that I would normally do. But that doesn't feel like the times where I'll come, I don't know, I'll come out into the room and you've come back in from hanging out the laundry. And I'm just like, Oh, that's so cool. That that feels lovely. (laughs) I'm so. It's so easy, guys. It's so easy. <laughs> Just hang out in the laundry occasionally. Do well,
0: decisions. no, but I mean that's that's so easy for, for you me. because for because right. acts of service are your number one. What's yeah. my number one, Libby Grace? Uh,
1: a physical touch.
0: Oh, I thought you knew me.
1: Oh, come on, what? Not my number one. Is it not your number one?
0: It's not. It's not my number one.
1: Your number two, very close though. Then, right?
0: <laughs> it's my number two, very, very close. <laughs> right. But it's it's not it's not my number one.
1: So, what's your number one? Quality time.
0: Do you believe that?
1: No, because that's I'm confused. <laughs> I'm actually really confused by being physical, not being physical touch. I thought I I thought I was going for a home run. Is it okay? So like, I'm just going to go through the list. I really thought it was physical touch. Like, that's I'm I can't, I can't go on. Like, there's no meaning anymore. I don't know you. Um, it's certainly not receiving gifts. It's not acts of service. And if it's not quality, do I mean, it must be words of affirmation.
0: It's words of affirmation.
1: Okay. By how much of a percentage? Like 1% over physical touch? <laughs>
0: I'm thirty-two percent words of affirmation,
1: uh-huh.
0: and so uh, words of words of affirmation are, you know, compliments, words of appreciation, uh, verbal encouragement, uh, you know, digital communication like texting and social media engagement. Yeah,
1: um,
0: it it shows that you know. Just a, it's 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 a affection, um, you know, verbally that may makes me feel you know understood and appreciated and loved.
1: Which okay, I find this entire this is blowing my mind. I'm going to be honest, this is really <laughs> blowing my mind because I was 100 percent certain, obviously, that it was physical touch because that's how you express or used to very much so express your love. Physical touch, you're always wanting a hug. You're always wanting to be kissed, touch, whatever. And words of affirmation, it scores very highly on my On mine, but I don't feel like you give words of affirmation as a love language, which we discussed earlier. You tend towards giving the type of love that you want to receive. Your words of affirmation, if I was to look at the love type of love I want to receive your words of affirmation to me is kind of lower, you know, the, the, uh, um, the amount of times that you do that to me seems low for somebody who has that so high as their own love language. So I'm really surprised by this revelation.
0: Well, when you think about it though, my, uh, like I, I'm a person who, I like doing things. So I need encouragement to do those things. And the encouragement really sort of spurs me along and helps me and makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction. And so, you know, I, I feel that, you know, with this podcast, when people send me, a nice little thing saying they appreciate it. Like that word okay. of affirmation really makes me feel loved and makes me okay. feel like I, yeah. like I, I want to continue doing that. Cause you've I got to remember that. that these love languages are not, not completely um, only intimate partner. They're just and I think that's,
1: yeah, that's a slant I was putting on it. Was it in our relationship i don't i don't know do you still prefer words of affirmation over physical touch when it's I maybe mean, like it?
0: i your words mean more to me than any person on this planet
1: oh, it's the cute. truth though it's
0: the yeah. it's the truth your words mean more to me and so and it's when like like when you critique something of mine it hurts more than any uh,
1: yeah you're right any person
0: yeah. on the planet and and, 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 and when that. you when you like it 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 it, bu- it buoys me any more mm. than, than more than anyone on the planet, and mm. if you stop and think back about um, all the times I've made you cry from happiness, they're all written words of affirmation to you. Yeah, your, true. Your all your your birthday presents where I don't buy you anything, but I create something yeah. for you, and it's all in words. The text message that I sent you yesterday when you weren't feeling great is all in words, and yeah, and so I do I do give you a lot of words of affirmation as well.
1: Yeah, no, and I I do understand that about you. Like you, um, I noticed your insecurities around you speak about this publicly. Um, (laughs) Your insecurities around how many likes your Instagram or your YouTube or whatever would get it really does affect your your mental well being. It actually affects your mood. So yeah, that words of affirmation, I wasn't really putting it into Affected. that
0: context. I yeah. don't care how many people listen to this anymore. It's something I've been working on really hard.
1: Yay, nice job. But no, what I'm saying is that um I was not putting it into the right scope. I was not understanding that because of words, words of affirmation to me are going, going out and saying something, it's going out and actually making a statement to that person. Whereas actually, it it's, um, it should include, like you're saying, validation from people. That's that's affirmation, right? That's somebody yep. saying I like what you're doing. I wasn't um, putting two and two together in that. So, okay, I, I changed my answer. Let's just delete this whole portion of the podcast and pretend that I said words of affirmation is yeah. your primary love language, followed closely yeah. by physical touch.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, this I think is probably, what the fuck do I know, but what I, I, I think would be the sort of the most uh lopsided love language in that causes problems in a relationship, and that's physical touch, which is yeah. obviously you can figure out what physical touch is, you know, kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, sex, you know, all of that sort of stuff. It's physical intimacy, and it's a powerful emotional connector. But especially in this day and age where so many people have had traumatic um, experiences with with sex and touch and all sorts of stuff, you can end up having quite an imbalance in physical touch. And And even with the stereotypical um masculine versus feminine difference in libidos you see in so many relationships men want more physical touch as a primary love language where it might be a secondary or tertiary love language to the female in the relationship again very stereotypical but the like the imbalance in in the love languages is the one that I sort of seem to see pop up and cause a little more drama than than a lot of the other ones. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. No, 100%. And you, you really um, spoke to my life experience because physical touch, for me, I'm surprised it's not a lower figure. I, I don't know if it possibly could what's, get lower.
0: What's physical touch for you? I would put ten- it third-
1: Right. No, mine is dead last at 10%. It's,
0: right. It's dead last at 10%. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah true. I couldn't I was being get nice. further
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get further away. Like physical touch for me, I have so many barriers up around that. I have so many. And like you have touched on from, um, from my life experience, from trauma, from whatever, that to me and god like to the point where you uh, if you're in the same room as as me and you even come into my um into my <laughs> kind of personal space where I'm not aware of you i do, how many times do you make me jump out of my skin on on any given day i'm not even yeah over a year we're talking about daily there'll be several this is just me this is just me not sneaking up on her (laughs) this is (laughs) is just me me walking through the house oh my god literally i'm i've aged centuries because of this because of my safe space my safe zone that i have around me it's huge much bigger than a lot of people's um and so physical touch it's not a vibe for me it's not something that i i find loving it's something that i that represents something not nice not all the time because i love having a cuddle i love you know i love we lo- like sex and i love kissing and i love all of that but when i'm when i want it and when i need it and when it's on my terms not just I don't I don't want to be touching somebody all the time. And the other thing as well, on a practical level, living in Mexico, <laughs> oh, get off me. It's like it's, I'm it's really so hot. hot. <laughs> Please don't touch me. Like just don't touch me. You're really pissing me off now. Yeah, like, so I think
0: we're a perfect example of, as you you know, guessed, my physical touch being the top of mine and it's Mm -hmm. pretty much the top of mine and physical touch being the bottom of yours, right, right at the bottom. And so we are one of those stereotypical couples where we have a massive physical touch imbalance. And so I would absolutely love, you know, two, three, four, five times as much physical touch as mm-hmm. I get. And, and, and then in in exchange, I try and give the physical touch, but because it's low on yours, then I can end up trying to give the same love language that I want and then end up feeling rejected yeah. because I'm trying yeah. to give something that's at the bottom of yours.
1: No, I mean, it, it really is the, one of the trickiest, parts of our relationship that we've had to try and learn to navigate and it kind of leads on to, um, which I suspect we'll talk about in the future and like your sex life and your libidos and that sort of thing like that kind of, with us, that those go hand in hand with our life experiences, the way we view those things is so different. We're, so, I mean, we're so different on so many scales, you and I. We are yeah. the polar opposite in a lot of parts of our lives and that works really, really well but this definitely is something that I guess we have had to really tiptoe around for a long time because we're not really you know when you're new in a relationship I do know I speak about our relationship when we we were new in our relationship physical touch for me was exciting and great and new because I'd come out of a very long relationship and marriage and you were basically the second guy that I'd even like gone out on any dates with after that broke down so that was all that whole whirlwind romantic side of things. And then suddenly I went back into okay, now this is the, the me outside of the chemicals.
0: The actual reality. And
1: yeah, but you know, becoming like settling in and, and being this is actually who I am without without the rush. And I guess for you that would have been a bit of a kind of a come down and a bit of a shock, like, oh, hang on, she actually wait a second this girl that I really like you know is actually not really into all the the physical attention and and I know that I mean there's been various things in our life in our relationship that have kind of gotten the way of physical touch being a uh, component or or a kind of a very um, large component of our relationship is you know there's definitely been life events that have happened to compound the fact that already it's very, very low on my scale and very, very high on yours. So we've, we've had to be, I have to be very mindful of knowing that when you go and hang, hang out the laundry for me and when you go and do the dishes for me, I'm like, Oh, I have to to go and touch him at some point. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) that's kind of where my head's been at sometimes it's like, Oh, it's, it's give and take. I have to, I have to give the things that he needs because he's giving the things that I need, and I can't then not, but it also has to feel safe and comfortable for me. So it's a real head wreck sometimes trying to navigate that discrepancy. It, it really without having a, a conversation about it. And yeah. we haven't always been good at having those conversations. And so we do go into our own little bubble and go, She's not touching me. She's not giving me the love that I need. She doesn't, you know, find me attractive. This relationship's a bit shitty. And I'm like, Oh, I feel the pressure. I have to go and touch him. <laughs> like, the way I'm saying that, I know it's coming across like you're this thing that I don't want to touch, and it's not what I'm trying to, not what I'm trying to portray. But there's such an imbalance there that it's really, really crucial that we do talk about it and be aware of each other's needs around it. Because who's to say that my trauma and my barriers around not wanting physical touch, are more important than your needs for physical touch, you know? No, exactly,
0: but I I think the interesting point to move through these situations is there's not, there's, there's five love languages. And so if physical touch is your top one and your partner's bottom one, yeah, like we, and you and I have negotiated that, you know, on the path that we have mm-hmm. had in our relationship. And and you know, we're we're both just we've both had a give and take. We've both come a little bit each way. Um, but you know, it's there's no changing the fact that those are though in and, and those spots. But what I think is really important to remember is that there are five love languages, and so somebody's second love language.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: can absolutely make up for a lack of the first one. Yeah. And so I think that's true with us in terms of, yeah, I don't get anywhere near the amount of physical touch that I would like, but you are good at the words of affirmation.
1: Mm.
0: You are encouraging and loving of me in that way. And so because that is, you know, technically my top one, um, the first, equal one really, I can be happy in the relationship because I'm getting them from right. other places.
1: Because, then, interestingly,
0: like one- sorry, no, go ahead. So, the other three love languages of mine are all reasonably equally low, with right. um, really, yeah, with the with the um the words of affirmation and the physical touch being, you know, basically 60, quite
1: high, aren't they? Yeah. 63%. Yeah.
0: And so what's so interesting about the love languages is if one isn't being given completely, then you can always make them up with the other ones. And so that's what you do for me. You make up for the lack of physical touch with the words of affirmation and those two are my absolute sort of biggest ones and they make up over 60 percent of my you know love language with the other three coming in uh a small finishing okay. <laughs> finishing spots and so uh what do you think what do you think my third one is Lily
1: um so we've got Words of all of the time,
0: X of service and receiving gifts are my other three.
1: Um, I don't. I feel like acts of service. You just really don't care. Rece- no, receiving gifts is even probably lowest of all of them because many reasons. But you're impossible to buy for because if you want something, you'll buy it for yourself. You and your dad. Oh my God, terrible <laughs> to buy gifts for. Um. So I'm. I'm by default by by pure process of elimination I'm going to assume quality time um but you and I define quality time differently so yeah
0: so you're completely wrong um
1: (laughs) number number
0: three is receiving gifts you are kidding me I really like receiving gifts I who are you I really really love and appreciate anybody <laughs> who buys me a gift and just i'm i'm genuinely thankful for it because i don't it expect no it
1: sense. it just makes no sense that you actually really like it but you hate all of the gifts you're like i hate this thanks so much not all of them, <laughs> not all of them. Uh, i mean I, 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 remember, I like i like the good I, ones i remember a couple of my gifts literally being thrown into the rubbish bin <laughs> for your
0: birthday When we first met Yeah Because um, they were shit And they went in the rubbish bin.
1: But I put uh, a lot of time And effort And thought into them So it was Extremely painful To see them Like yeah, literally was, Get thrown in the bin I
0: Oof. was a little less Subtle back then <laughs> oh. Yeah <laughs> For sure. I, these, I, these days yeah. I take it, put it in a cupboard for a while, and then throw in the bin in a year. Uh,
1: yeah, but you do yeah, appreciate no, I, when I, I appreciate bring gifts. you wildflowers and things like that. If I I remember um, exactly, ago, you bring me a you bring me a wildflower,
0: and... I'll put it behind my ear. Oh, you I do. You're uh, very sweet. I yeah, like. Anytime time I feel like somebody has thought about me, and then actually bought me something, literally of you know no monetary value, can be the case. I really, I really feel loved by that.
1: You make it really hard to love you. No, I do. Yes, no, one. no really one's arguing hard. that,
0: but but that's but that's the way it works. The because. Irony. But it's even like after my speaking engagements, you know, if somebody buys me a gift, I'm genuinely surprised and thank you,
1: thankful. It's like the amazing time you did that talk at a, was it at a school or a community? It was event. at Padamahoe Primary School.
0: And this is a long a, time ago. You, you
1: and they gave me a sack kilos. of
0: spuds, <laughs> a sack dollars. of spuds and a, um, and, and a of- box of white, no, it was a box. It was a box All of right. white ghetto.
1: No, are you sure it was Waikato, wasn't it? Like not, something more obscure. And you gave it to Mark because he loved not, it. No,
0: it was Waikato, because I said I only <laughs> know one person that would drink Waikato.
1: And and the thing
0: was, it's it was beautiful. a it was a it was a gig that I did for Fuji Xerox that they wanted uh, to send in yeah. there. And yeah. so yeah, I got paid by so Fuji cool. Xerox. And Padamahoe Primary, whatever the hell they were they didn't have to give me a gift. And I was, no, was genuinely really cool. thankful that they gave me this gift. Now they did not know that I don't drink and yeah. they didn't know or that I'm potatoes. never <laughs> going to cook eight <laughs> kilograms of fucking potatoes.
1: Didn't they also give you other really cute, there was lots of cute stuff in there. It was like a Christmas hamper. It was no, a really that, was a different, that was a different school.
0: That was Clark, that was Clark beach. Um, oh, that's the
1: one you crashed same, your mother's same,
0: car. Yeah. Same distance, right. uh, different, different school. But <laughs> gotcha. um, so, but what I did with that gift, with that I you know, I I say to their face Thank you so very much I v- yeah. very much appreciate this gesture And I put it in the car And then I'm like I know just the person Who would really appreciate this As yeah. a regift, gift And yeah. so I went and gave it To my friend Mark Boyce And the man was genuinely happy <laughs> That yeah. I had magically turned up With a box of, a box of beer Which... for him
1: which is proof of the saying that it is thought that counts because you don't you don't actually care about the gift you're like I don't want the gift but it's very yep. kind and thoughtful that you actually put the effort in and I'm you know, someone's going to enjoy this.
0: And so uh, two weeks ago I got gifted a chief's hoodie and hat. Did you? I did. I didn't tell you about that. But <laughs> do you think? Yeah, you laugh because you would <laughs> never see me. I
1: want you, you imagine to me a in a in and a t-shirt? I mean, I want to. I want to
0: see it now that
1: I know you've of, got it. Of,
0: of rugby attire in any way, shape, or form? Oh, no. Oh
1: bless. That's really cute. And that's so awesome. what
0: I was going to do was take it and mm-hmm. um then re-gift it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of anybody who, who would want that. I would gift it to, because that's not the circles I run in. Yeah, And so it was after the talk and we were we were talking about a bunch of the stuff that I had talked about and one of the things we were talking about was brutal honesty and yeah. I said, oh, that's a good point. To be brutally honest, that gift that you gave me, there is no way that I will ever wear that. Mm. And so uh, I'm thinking that it would be really nice if I gifted that to somebody or – do you know somebody that would really would appreciate it? it and, yeah. and you know, get great value out of it. And she's yeah. like, yes, I know someone. That's
1: cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done. Like, Perfect. Um, and so you felt loved. You felt I like felt someone loved. had given you a gift and then you Correct. got to give love by letting somebody else have that Correct. experience.
0: That's why cool. it's my number nice three go. Libby Grace.
1: It's um, well, now I know. to <laughs> buy you more presents.
0: <laughs> yeah. And my, so my,
1: that's my yep. second lowest, but I love gifts. I'm really surprised that gifts scored second lowest for me because. I what did you say to me
0: yesterday when you
1: were sad? I can't remember. What did I say?
0: You missed me. Cause oh, we are said, far <laughs> apart.
1: I said, if you really, you said what you said, what can I do for you? Is there anything I can do for you to, help and i said neither and you said and then you sent me a really lovely message and i said something like if you really loved me you'd go into my amazon cart and click buy out just buy everything that's in my cart or my liverpool one because i've got some tennis shoes in there that i really want yeah yeah so i do like to receive gifts but that was my second lowest which i'm super surprised about because do you know what can i do not know, I'm going to explain it to you right now. The act of receiving the, it's not a gift. That was essentially everything in my Amazon cart is like functional, it's for life. Like it's not gifts or not something that I would say, or oh, that's, you know, that's a gift. That's something that I wasn't expecting or something that I would really-
0: buy it for your birthday shit.
1: Exactly. It's literally just stuff for the house, few groceries, um, that sort of thing. So in that regard, it's actually not like, to me, the act of you going in and clicking purchase on my Amazon cart is not like me receiving a gift. It's more like an act of service. It's like, I understand that that's going to make your life easier to have those things. There's some storage bits and pieces for the cupboards. You know, there's you know, it's functional. It's stuff that makes my life easier, which... You know what I'm like. I love a good organisation. Love. I was
0: friends. about to say, Libby Grace. That's the whole, the whole thing. Like you, if I got you for your birthday a ring, or I got you for your birthday <laughs> a com- a complete storage solution oh for the kitchen. Gosh. Oh yeah. Which one do you think is a better
1: gift? <laughs> uh, take so yes, storage it's solution. still it's
0: still a fucking gift.
1: No, but it, it is, but it's the act of, but okay, the act of the gift to me is more the thought behind you purchasing the gift. It's not about receiving the gift. So I don't know if I'm understanding the the risk giving and receiving gifts and how it's presented um, by Dr. Chapman. But I believe that that is the physical receiving and giving of gifts. Like There's that kind of um, high that you get from that. But the thing that really excites me about the idea of you going and, and purchasing everything in my Amazon cart is that you get it. You're like, I know she needs these things. She really wants the kitchen to be organized. She's had a cockroach infestation that she's been dealing with. This would stop that. That to me is an act of service. Or that's a that's a No, it,
0: it's it's a gift. So it's as okay. Chapman, <laughs> Chapman calls it a visual symbol of love. And so okay. and so every time you look at that storage solution you'd go Mm. oh that was a gift from my husband it's not the monetary value it's the symbolic thought behind it
1: every time i look at the fridge i think that like the fridge that you bought me last year like that spun my wheels and i was talking to my friend you remember i was talking to my friend fanny about that and I was saying to her she didn't get it well I don't know maybe she did get it but I was saying how if you rolled up in a $40,000, $50,000, $60,000 car out the front I'd be like "Uh uh-huh cool but you brought me like a $1,500 fridge and I was just in love like it was the the thought behind the gift I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I don't care about it. And so
0: this. the gift giving process is the careful reflection, the deliberate choosing oh, yeah. of the Got object you. to represent the relationship and the emotional benefits from receiving the present.
1: I'm just low maintenance, I guess.
0: Exactly. That's but that's that's the thing. I'm higher maintenance than you in terms of <sighs> of painful. gift giving. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what I really want? Another pinball machine.
1: Oh, you already bought you one and then we bad, had to yeah. sell it
0: because we left the country.
1: Yeah, I can't sold put it, it for less than we put it in my, bought it
0: for. No, I did not sell it for less than we bought it for. Absolutely not.
1: Mm.
0: Absolutely not. It was the same price. Okay. Pinballs do not lose value, and I want a new one for our new house. That's the sort of present I want. <laughs> the the big expensive ones, because I yeah. buy everything else that I want. Um, yeah. And so. That leaves the uh, the bottom to it ten and thirteen percent, and for you, right. Yep, and thirteen yeah. percent for me is acts of service, right? And quality wow. time is ten percent.
1: Isn't that funny? Because okay, so my quality time is at twenty, and it's it's identical with words of affirmation. Yep, yeah. and my receiving gifts is seventeen. Physical touch is ten. And then acts of service at thirty three. So Mike, but I think I, I alluded to this earlier. Our idea of quality time is completely different. Like your idea right. of quality time is that we are in the same house or in the same room, and that was that means we're spending time together. And to me, that is not quality time. That's just time. Yep. That's just the passage of time being spent in each other's company. Quality time for me is playing a game of Rummy Cup or going out on a date, and you asking me questions from a reddit thread or whatever like quality time We should we
0: should do an hard. episode on 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 the questions I ask you at dinner.
1: Yeah, but we've already answered them all a bunch of times. No, no, not be no, not for I...
0: us to answer but just talking about how to how um, to create yeah. better conversations for day. people.
1: Yeah, I mean those are some of my favorite moments in life. Like I I think about them constantly that that's quality time to me when you're away. I, I remind myself of date night. Every Friday we used to go down to Martinwana. That's Ma and one, <laughs> not Maddie one. Um, and you know, eat sushi and have a hamburger, and and we'd have a date night and ask questions of each other. And that to me is quality time. That's like the most. To me, I'm so surprised. Actually, is that twenty percent? That's a pretty high. That's a pretty high. Um, yeah, marker, isn't it? So yeah, I mean that and words of affirmation are, are equal. Um, yeah, you know, combine the two, have quality time where you're saying nice things to me. That's my love tank filled up. Yeah,
0: exactly. And quality time for me is just like, do I? Oh no, I have to have to go and have dinner with my wife and ask her questions and talk shit. No, like fucking that's that's cool. I I yeah. enjoy doing that it just happens to be the lowest of my Mm. love languages just like the lowest of your love languages is physical touch what doesn't doesn't mean oh it repulses me i'm Mm. never want to do that it's just the lowest of the priorities
1: but it's but putting it back into context of what the the whole point of the um the exercise is it's not about it's the lowest of my love languages. It's the lowest of what I want to receive, but it doesn't mean it's the lowest of what I need to give. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and so it's the lowest one that I want to give, but I know, and, you know, I mean, I didn't put it as your top one or two, but I, I knew it was going to be about be that higher. middle middle ground yeah. thing because I know how much you value quality time. And well, so I go out it, of my way to make sure like, I'm the one that came up with the, the all the questions. I went and found yeah. them all as an idea yeah. to start our conversations.
1: You do put in a lot of effort for that, and that's, that's the important thing, I think, is to go, okay, these are not my love languages, but we're in a relationship, and relationships aren't always – of free flowing stream of everybody is going in the same direction at the same time and wants the same things at the same level and same speed. You've got to understand in a relationship that my needs are not your needs. And in order for my needs to be fulfilled, I have to give as much to you as I'm receiving. The balance doesn't always work, but that's where I think understanding the love languages is super important. or it's, It's very helpful if it's not, you know, one of the most important things, it's, it's definitely very helpful to having a relationship where you're both aware that they exist and that that person's, the other person's might not marry yours. And then it's about how much effort you're willing to put in to say, well, I understand that that person's love language is this. Can I Can I go out of my comfort zone a little bit to give them what they need because I just really love them and I want them to know it? Because how sad and tragic is it if I just kept going through our relationship together cooking for you, food that I liked, because that's how I express my love. And <laughs> you're just like a, that's Mid. a really
0: good thing to bring up.
1: Oh, it's so, just So like, tell seriously, people what
0: happened. Tell people what happened at the start of our relationship.
1: So at the well, at the very beginning, I I remember cooking for you, um, I cook for people as a way of showing them I love them. It's something cool. that I'm very good at. I've got, I'm have got, i creative with cooking. I really enjoy it. I get to put love into the food. I know it's a massive cliche, but but I do. And it's just such a gift for me. I love doing it. It fills me up to be able to do it. And when and you I met started
0: me, dating a man
1: who ate doesn't give a shit
0: about food. Just,
1: oh, baby. It was so infuriating. I remember... I remember very clearly. I was actually outside my um, therapist's office, about to go in, and I wrote you a. I'd, I'd cooked for you, at one point, and I would made you Indian food, which you enjoy. So that's fine. That was all good. That was a success. And then I decided what I wanted to do was, you know, cook for you more. Understand what kind of food you like. So I wrote you a list, and I said put a, a check mark beside each of these foods food types or ingredients that you enjoy and i must have sent you 70 there was a check mark next to like four or five of those things and it was like like it was soul destroying for me because i was like this is how i give my love i'm gonna love this guy or you know maybe i'm not consciously thinking that but on my, my subconscious i'm I literally was thinking how am I going to love him if I can't feed him how am I going to show him my love like this is the only way I know Like this is what I've got this is my you know this is my a-game and he doesn't even like you I mean there was two vegetables on there that I could cook with or and it was it really broke me. It really, really broke me because I wasn't sure how to go forward with that with somebody who just did not like food. A really important component of my life is food, enjoying food, sitting down with food, sharing food. That's a massive part of what brings me joy. And it was kind of...
0: It's Libby's six <laughs> love language food.
1: I kind of wish food was a love language on that list.
0: He fucking I, missed I, that one, I'd, didn't I'd he? I'd be he in missed
1: the it. high 70s for that. But to me, that's, that's where my joy comes from. And a, and a huge part of a relationship for me is sharing that. And I wanted a partner who enjoyed food with me, um, who wanted to cook with me,
0: which is quality time exactly, for you. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And it's, and it's certainly, and it was, it was just such a shock to me that that wasn't going to be in our relationship. So I pushed it on you. How many years did I try to feed you amazing <laughs> meals? I would, i go, I would bust my gut. I would I would wear myself out cooking for you. And it got to a point where we ended up having to invite your friends over. Mark in particular used to spend a few weeknights at our house because I'd be, because I'd be like, I'm cooking this dish. And, and do you want to come and enjoy it? And he would sit there and he would enjoy it. And he would feed back to me that he enjoyed it. And so I was like, yes, <laughs> like somebody's appreciating this, but I,
0: and I'll be like, yeah, you, it's no, all right.
1: baby. You wouldn't even say it was all right. You'd be like, I don't like this. It was horrific yeah, for me. I probably wouldn't he like hated a lot of the food I cooked, and I was like, I felt, oh, it fed into so many of my insecurities because I was like, he doesn't love me. I'm, I'm giving him my love, and he, he doesn't like it. Like, am I not worthy? Like, it was all of this stuff going on and bubbling under the surface, and I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for years, trying to cook for you and trying to get you to enjoy food. And it wasn't until I I got to a point where I just gave it all away and we started eating separately that I found some peace. And I went, okay, this is how it has to be. And it's fine. It didn't mean I didn't love you. It didn't mean you didn't love me. I'd made that a story. I'd made that a a big component of this relationship bubble idea that I had, that to be in a relationship with this man and, and to be in love with him and have him love me, that means we have to enjoy food together. I'd created that, that was my construct. You didn't fit into that. And so as soon as I gave it away and realized, okay, he still loves me, I still love him. This doesn't have to define anything. It, it stopped the stress and it stopped the worry and it stopped the intensity of me cooking for you to show you how much I loved you. And, and it's it's a it was very, very eye-opening for me for us to start eating separate meals like that. There was a part of me that thought that that was wrong in a relationship that that's not okay that that's that's something there's something wrong with the two of you if you're eating different food. And you know it took me a long time to get to the point where I was like, it's actually totally fine. Eat the food you enjoy, sit at the table together eating different food, have a conversation eating different food. It does not matter what's in front of you, it's understanding you know the energy behind the wanting to to give you the food and wanting to love you that way, you're not receiving it. Stop trying. You're killing yourself, Libby. You're like you're making yourself sick <laughs> trying to feed this guy who doesn't like food. Like, just stop. It's, it's, it's probably a, a mental disorder, if I'm honest, <laughs> trying so hard to impress you, you know?
0: Yeah. And for the people who think that I'm strange, yes, uh, I don't really like food. I see it as fuel more than more than anything else, and uh, there's plenty of foods I like. I just I just like what I like when I like it, and in the quantity I like yeah. it. Yeah, and
1: it's very much like yeah, you know, like I,
0: I I don't share food. For no, example, oh my
1: god, that caused some awkward moments when we first started dating, and we'd go out with friends, yep. and and there'd be shared yep. plates on the table, and you'd be ordering for yourself yep. like, oh, no just let me eat what so I want to eat I see your food situation very similarly to how I see your gift receiving situation it's that it's like yep. I like them but I only like them in a certain way <laughs> so.
0: Yep, at a certain time at a certain place with certain yeah. people and I'm not I like and I'm not Militant on that Like I'm not a dick about it It's just like Just let me do What I want to do When I yeah, want to do it I think
1: it's been a bit of
0: It's a freedom yeah, thing I even. think it's been
1: A bit of a learning curve For you in that as well though Because you were A bit of a dick about it You'd hurt people's feelings Or you'd offend somebody Not intentionally But just by that action no. that you were doing my
0: my old bluntness exactly. it was, you weren't
1: conscious you, you weren't aware of the impact that your words or your actions or your demeanor had on other people around you and that was embarrassing yeah. for me for for a, a number of well for, at the very beginning of our relationship certainly and so i think it was a yeah. definitely a learning experience for you to understand that hey you know what it's better if i just order my own food i've got i've got really you know my tastes are very different. I don't like to share is that okay? And as soon as that gets said, everyone's like yeah cool, do whatever whatever makes you happy. you're a bit weird. we're all sharing and enjoying you're really missing out but hey, do you and it took it took a while for you to kind of get to a point where you were consciously aware of the fact that the way you were behaving wasn't was kind of affecting others' enjoyment and once you realized that you were you're much more mindful of, of how you would approach it. So it was a good thing for you as well because it's helped in your growth. And for me, it was like the learning to let go of being embarrassed about, it was a huge thing for me actually originally because I used to feel like people were judging me based on your response to food because I was dating you. So what were they thinking of me? If you were being a bit rude about the whole food situation, they must think that I'm rude and I I hated that. So letting learning to let go of the fact that the fact that you have a very specific palate and don't enjoy sharing food has absolutely no reflection on me as a person. That was a really big, a really big thing for me as well. Learning to just go, that's just Jimmy. And stop making apologies for you. Like I felt like I had to apologize um, for the way you were behaving in a, yeah. in a social situation. And I just assumed, you know what? That's just who he yeah. is. And you don't like it. Cool.
0: And and let yeah. me explain yeah. it. Yeah, Let
1: go of it i'd
0: i'd I'd prefer not to share food um i'd prefer just to get what i want to eat no exactly and
1: that's it was really i think it's been really good for both of us that that was such a strong reaction in both of us to start off with i love food want you to love food you hate food or, or don't love food don't want to love food and you know we butt heads over it a bit and it was you know trying to what is it force a square peg through a round hole a lot of the time but it it really helped us to just learn for me particularly learn I learned to let go of caring what other people thought and and especially you I had to let go of what you thought of my food it was massive
0: and so, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the sixth love language: food. <laughs> it's a whole. It's a whole nother section that you've oh, uh, that you've just gone into right there. Don't to Dr. Chapman and
1: ask if we can do a podcast with yep. him on the food language, food yep. love language.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can, yeah, do an amendment uh, to the end of his book and add uh, the sixth yeah. <laughs> love language, food, with Libby Grace. So those, those are the six <laughs> love languages, five plus one. And, um, and, and how we've negotiated our way through our relationship, understanding and learning to understand what they mean to one another. And I think Libby would agree that, well, she's already said it's very helpful, but I think she would agree that it's, a fundamental understanding in our relationship to be able to know what they are go out of your way to make sure that the other person has their their needs met their love languages met uh, even though they're not high on your own personal list thanks for chatting libby grace Thank that was a good one
1: was Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. See you next time.